Hello, Lisa. Hello, Diana. Welcome to Should We? A podcast with potential. We are back. (laughs) We are back in the same place again at last. It feels good. Yeah, I didn't know how good it would feel until I felt it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we are with episode 11, and I think we should just dive right in. Yeah. Should we dive right in? Yes. Yes. That's the pre-question, and the real question for today is, what should we buy online? (laughs) Diana. What should we buy online? Well, in order to answer this question, I need to come clean about what do I buy online. True confessions. True confessions of online shopping. So the deep background on this is that I never considered myself a shopper, right? I grew up and I didn't enjoy shopping as an activity. I would get exhausted after 45 minutes in the mall. Oh man, that would happen to me too when I was a kid. I would just cry. We would go school shopping to get new clothes for September, and it would always feel like a torturous marathon. Yeah, yeah, specifically clothes was terrible because as a teenager, when you're finally ready to start choosing your own clothes, your body is whack. (laughs) Yeah, oh man, I hated everything, the whole process, and you just feel so exhausted and your skin starts to hurt from the taking off and putting on. You're at peak self-consciousness, your size is changing all the time, you don't really understand fashion, and you don't really have your own money. You know, I had paper route money in my very young days, but there was a gulf in my early teen years where I didn't really have much much money at all. So Oh yeah, and there are so many stakeholders. Mm, so many stakeholders. <laughs> right. There are so many stakeholders. Not only your parents, but also the school have to approve, but mm-hmm. also not only your existing friends, but your aspirational friends. Oh yeah, dress for the friends you want to have. <laughs> that's that's probably most people's high school style motto. Very much so. So, uh, I found shopping extremely enervating. Um For clothes, uh, I loved office supply shopping, no Mm, surprise. Yes. So that part of back to school shopping was very pleasant. Um, So that's the backdrop to my current reality of online shopping, which is that if I can buy it online, I will. (laughs) So uh, this applies to the usual things like Amazon Prime, despite my misgivings about Amazon's work culture as a service, it's exemplary. So... Amazon Prime has really changed my life, and specifically since getting back to the U.S. and, like, the U.S. version of Amazon Prime, which is life-changing, um, versus the German one. So, uh, so I buy a lot, like, household goods. I bought some furniture markers um, on Amazon Prime the other day that were, like, $6, but it was just the quickest way I knew to bridge the gap between the problem and the solution. This is amazing to me, considering where you live. <laughs> Like, I feel like we just need to set the stage that, like, not only do you live within the city of San Francisco, you live literally at the center. The place where you live is just so densely packed with commerce. I live at the maximal commerce destination in the entire city, such that most types of 
goods. I wouldn't even have to cross a street to purchase. <laughs> um, so, and I live really close to a hardware store, like a 10 minute walk from a hardware store that keeps great hours. And yet still my solution is, it's just like, it precludes the whole errand. I can just do things one off. I don't have to group things into a whole trip. I can just buy, Amazon has everything. It's the everything store. So, you know, I don't have to go to a series of stores in order to collect all of the all of the goods I need. I can just buy them all in one place. I I feel like I have to do a pause here, a little a little editorial note that we don't have sponsors. <laughs> and this is not an an advertisement for Amazon, but you could be a walking advertisement. Yeah, my life is really run by Amazon despite my misgivings. So that's a really strong endorsement for better or worse. So, uh, so Amazon, I also now buy most of my clothes online. So we talked about this in other episodes, but we're really aggregating all of the shopping themes to answer this question once and for all. So I'm big into Everlane. I've pretty much exhausted Everlane's clothing that would look good on me. So I'm not so, I, my Everlane spending has quieted down. Um, but I, uh, I always like looking at things. Um, and there's this great service that I talked about before, Ship, that will let you return things relatively easily. So that's really changed my relationship to online returns, which makes shopping for clothing online seem more realistic. If you're following the Marie Kondo method of uh, only keeping in your life things that spark joy, online purchases that don't fit are one of the worst because you know, shame on you for ordering something that was too small or like thinking that that would look good on you or whatever. It's like high school all over again, but with less external judgment. But with online, easy online returns, that's a little bit better. So I do that, but also I just bought a bunch of furniture online, pretty much all of our furniture online. So, um, you know, my partner and I got a couch from an online furniture store called Joybird. We got a bed from a furniture maker on Etsy. Uh, we also got a kitchen island and a credenza from Etsy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can't think of a piece of furniture that we didn't buy online. And the Etsy thing, I think, was sparked by a That's furniture you. <laughs> purchase that I made. So, so I guess I hadn't really thought of Etsy for furniture until a few months back we were looking for a bench. We have a really long hallway and we wanted a narrow, nice bench to put in that hallway to make it a, a more comfortable entryway. And we looked at all the usual suspects like West Elm, uh, oh, I can't remember what else besides <laughs> West Elm. The usual, the usual. <laughs> the usual one. Um, we also looked around a little bit at consignment shops, vintage shops in the area, and basically what it came down to is that we're really picky and everything is so expensive, even if it's secondhand or even if it's it's from West Elm and it's not one of a kind. And, and I, I also realized that I kind of have, I really am interested in having things that are one of a kind, that are special, that have some kind of a story. Um, so I started looking on Etsy and I found a really great bench at a much better price than all the other places I had looked. It was just what we wanted and we had it built for us. 
and it was also local i mean i mean it was it was a maker in california so the experience was fantastic yeah so far i've had nothing but positive experiences with etsy furniture and i've been evangelizing it because people don't know you know people still think of etsy as being for jewelry but it turns out that their marketplace tools have just so far exceeded the competition and you know in terms of a place people go for discovery it's so positive and the all of the integration touch points with pinterest are really strong and so i think that's one of the biggest reasons that putting your furniture on etsy makes sense because it all the images have the right metadata to work right in Pinterest. And they show you the price, I think. Yeah, maybe. something like that. Yeah, so um, so it's just so good for that. So yeah, I mean, I uh, my experience of furniture on Etsy has been that uh, you're not paying for a brand markup. So you know, West Elm will sell you a piece of furniture that you know the materials cost a certain amount, and then labor costs a certain amount, and then the fact that it's from West Elm costs a certain amount. Yeah, but even though you're getting this superior experience in terms of like the general aura of handmadeness um, from someone on Etsy, they're not charging the same brand markup. So you mm-hmm. can get really exquisite materials um, at a really reasonable price. And often they'll give you a discount if you buy multiple things together. So if you find someone whose style you basically like and they're working in the materials that you want and you want kind of a set, um, I've found that they're often really open to doing custom work because it's not like they have a showroom or inventory. They're making everything to order anyway. So, you know, if a different design or a different piece of furniture would make you happier and would cause you to buy more, they're really open to the conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have a definitive answer on furniture. We should buy furniture online from Etsy. Yes, from Etsy for sure. Also Joybird Mm -hmm. I had a great experience with. All of these places... um, require some patience so furniture that's made to order definitely takes longer and specifically though when we were looking at joybird we also looked at a site called benchmade modern which is really local it's based here in san francisco um and they do couches really fast like within a week um but it turned out that we liked the fabric selection better at joybird so we were willing to wait eight weeks right i think our bench took eight weeks too and i mean it's fun. I mean, when does furniture have to be a rush job? Yeah. You're going to have it for years, presumably. Exactly. Ex- except for, like, a mattress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, right. And for mattresses, I had a great experience with Casper. Should we buy mattresses online? Definitely, yes. It's. I think it's uh, indisputably yes at this point. I was talking with my parents who are planning to buy some new mattresses, and, you know, they were more educated on the online mattress market than I am because... It's, you know, to the point where mattresses are so affordable and so high quality that you would buy one um, instead of an airbed for guests, like, once you're at a certain threshold of nights stayed per year. Wow. Wow. Uh, Can we talk for a moment about the unboxing process for the Casper mattress? I just can't imagine this. It's like it's like packed in, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then it kind of blows itself mm-hmm. up. It's vacuum packed, so all the air is squeezed out of it. Um, it's rolled up, it's rolled up and vacuum packed, in a box, a rectangular box. And then you pull it out of the box, and then you cut open the really thick plastic, 
and then it just sort of inhales. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically alive. It's basically like a, alive. Like a chia pet. Mm-hmm. Or one of those, remember those like washcloths that come as a little block you buy yes, them at the Disney store? I was obsessed store, with those. And then you put it in water and then it like blows up. It's exactly like that, but with air instead of water. Um, so, yeah, it's really wild. You know, we had the experience of, um, you know, getting the mattress out and watching it inhale, <laughs> inflate itself, and then realizing that um, we actually needed a king mattress. So we ended up using their return policy, much to my chagrin. This is like an episode where I tell you really things that I'm not proud of. True confessions, True confessions. Right? So we... Um, in fact, they don't take returns, they recycle them. So this is even more wasteful. And I suffered for days. And now I'm just telling like, who knows my motivations in telling you this? I'm just telling you that it was really like, I felt terrible about myself, but did it anyway. So. And the the process in terms of dealing with Casper was great. You oh just yeah. got a replacement mattress. Yeah, we just ordered a new King mattress, and mm-hmm. um, we did do it from two separate accounts. Sorry, Casper, please sponsor us in the future, but <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried that they would decline our return if they felt like we were being selfish. So I think that's not really how returns departments work. Wait, like they don't I make don't a judgment really get call. It. I okay, two we separate we accounts. ordered we ordered a queen bed from my Casper account, ah. and then um, returned it through my account and then my partner ordered a king bed through uh-huh. Casper. Okay. Sent to the same address in the same apartment unit. But okay. I thought maybe if they weren't the same account then, you know, maybe it would be a little bit better. But okay. we're very happy with the outcome and okay. now I can confidently say that they handle returns which are really recycling excursions wow. very beautifully as well. So wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Three thumbs up for Casper. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, should we, so you talked a little bit about clothing. Yeah, yeah. Should I do a little You clothing? should talk, yeah, you should talk about clothing. Yeah, you should talk yeah? about clothing, yeah. Because I have so much to say. I mean, I realize we had devoted like two-thirds of an episode to Rent the Runway once. I might, I'm going to have to start where I left off there, okay? Yeah. Because, so... I mean, this is a weird way to answer the question, what should we buy online, right? Because I'm not buying clothes from Rent the Runway. But it has been my portal back into style. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I just kind of let go of that world and that interest for a very long time while I was, like, moving around and also working at startups. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not that much incentive to put a lot of thought into your attire sometimes, depending on the office culture where you work. But now that I'm I'm more uh, staying in one place, um, I have rediscovered this love through Rent the Runway. And I was, uh, more true confessions here, I was reading like a Rent the Runway blog or something. (laughs) it was like it was called the real runway Mm -hmm. i think and it was just these uh interviews with female entrepreneurs and most of them were had started businesses that were related to fashion or beauty 
and I liked it. It was it's really nice, very inspiring, and of course they have each each person uh, picks out their favorite favorite things from Rent the Runway, mm-hmm. so you can heart them too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, one of these entrepreneurs had started. Um, an online shopping destination called Tradesy. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Tradesy? I heard about it through you. Only from me. <laughs> okay. I had never heard of it before, so I went down the rabbit hole. This might have happened while I was on vacation. That's mm-hmm. why I had so much time to read blogs <laughs> and go down <laughs> internet rabbit holes. And so I checked it out. I was very curious, and it's basically like you can buy lots of really high-end uh, designer clothes and shoes and bags that are secondhand. And all of a sudden, I just had this, this realization. I, was, uh, I needed a pair of shoes for an, an event I'm, I'm going to soon. Uh, I, I just basically need a pair of black heels. And I'm looking at this website, and I'm like, I could have a second... I could... Okay, let me back up. I could go to the store and get a $100 pair of shoes for $100. Or I could go to this website and get a $300 pair of shoes for $100. Perhaps someone has worn them before. Who cares? Who cares? Right? I want only the best, Diana. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I get the shoes from there? <laughs> and they have so many different kinds. And in fact, the shoes I found were much less than $100. Amazing. And they came today, and they are beautiful. I'm so happy. I, I mean, uh, I just feel like this is an amazing realization for me. Yeah, I mean, this calls back to our earlier discussion about the Rent the, run, rent the Runway, where we um, concluded that this whole, like, have only a few of the highest quality things, but they have to be in pretty basic colors because they're the only clothes you have strategy, um, could be leavened with around the Runway subscription. But this is a whole other strategy where it's like, why not have the finest but secondhand and yeah. more. Especially when it comes to things like like shoes, especially dress shoes, mm-hmm. um, where it's very likely someone got them and only wore them once. Mm-hmm. Um, or accessories that don't wear out much, like bags or jewelry or whatever. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's one, one shop, and they have a lovely app. Um, should I tell you more? Yes. Of my my online of shopping course. Well, first first let's tell the listeners about your online shopping breakthrough. My breakthrough? This? Yeah. Oh, on my home screen? Yeah. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> I just I just was pointing at my phone. Yeah. On my home screen. Yeah. So okay. Uh, my breakthrough is just that while on vacation, I'm I discovered new shopping apps like mm. Tradesy and moved them to my home screen and uh, I haven't bothered to do anything about my home screen on my phone in years or maybe ever I don't care things just end up where they end up mm-hmm. I just search for whatever app I need but now there are three apps 
that have a very important place on my home screen. Rent the Runway, Trade C, and Spring. Have you ever heard of Spring? No. Okay. Well, uh, Spring was my next find as I was <laughs> spending a lot of time on the internet. Spring, I think I had heard of a long time ago and then forgotten it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Diana, imagine you could take all your favorite brands, including Everlane, and what else? What other favorite brands do you have? I really like Of A Kind. Is that in the app? Uh, I don't know. Okay, Of A Kind is like a well, meta they're, brand. They're so, so special. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Anyways, Everlane. Let's say you like Everlane and J. Crew. Mm-hmm. What if you could go to one place and see all of what's new, and I think buy things, buy all the things from all the, all your stores in what? one one app. What? They have a cart. I haven't tried that part of it, and you can follow your brands, so you can have a feed of all the great new stuff from your brands and you can follow like any brand this is outrageous lisa and what it reminds me of is my childhood catalog obsession yes it's like the sears catalog but if i loved catalogs when i was little but i hated going to the mall what's the deal what's the difference between a catalog and the mall okay first of all you can be alone with your catalog. It's also comprehensive. So you can really make sure that you go through and consider every item and circle all your favorites and then go back through and look at them again and again. You can't do that with the store. That's so true. So it's about, uh, it elevates fantasizing about something and then you buy it asynchronously. Whereas the mall is this pressure cooker where you're evaluating and being evaluated and failing to look good in clothes and the clothes are failing to look good on you and it's just failure and disappointment and in, weird climate control. And then you just give up and buy pretzel sticks. Exactly, exactly. But a catalog, being able to be, as you say, so <laughs> comprehensive, um, was really appealing, and that reminds me of like the other reason I love buying things online. Do you read reviews of things before you buy them? Uh, yes. Yeah, I always read the reviews, even if they're hidden, as they usually are on uh, websites that know what's good for them. I will open them and read them because I just like um, I like the flavor text of knowing what someone's experience was like. It usually doesn't change my mind that much. Um, I also really like. The Wirecutter and Sweet Home, which are these uh, omnibus sites that they're by the same people and they round up various categories of household goods and electronics and figure out the best based on a combination of consumer reports, inputs, and Amazon.com reviews and then testing them themselves. And I read those like they're candy, like anything I buy, even if it's a $10 thing, I want to know what the best one is. I got my kitchen shears off of a recommendation from the Sweet Home. Wow. Yeah. That's dedication. I don't do that much research. <laughs> I do some, but not that much. Well, this is what's enabled by my commitment to <laughs> exclusively buying everything on Amazon, because by the time I'm faced with the reviews on Amazon for a $10 object, I feel like I might as well read the expert review. <laughs> 
Diana, so we've talked about clothing. We've talked about furniture. Would you like to consider food? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's a few aspects to what should we buy online related to food. One of them is online services like uh, Seamless and Grubhub and Caviar here in San Francisco. And one of them is, um, you know, non-perishables. And one of them is uh, things that come in like dry ice or whatever, because they're, uh, they're slightly durable, but not perfectly durable. So, I mean, in general, I think that whereas Amazon Prime has done away with delivery fees and online shopping for clothes is such a superior experience to getting it in the mall or, you know, during a long hot day of shopping, that seems worth the shipping fees to me. But food, it's hard to order in bulk because it goes bad. You know, it's hard Mm -hmm. to order fresh food in bulk because it has a shelf life. And then if you're buying small amounts, it's hard to justify free shipping. And by hard, I mean pretty much impossible. I rarely see it except from restaurants that are trying to promote themselves on caviar. So in terms of what do we do, I order food delivered probably three times a week, two Mm -hmm. times a week. And we we get food delivered every day at work. I'm very lucky. Um, I see. So uh, even though I'm at a small workplace, uh, yeah, we get food delivered. So... Um, so that happens, but you know, I don't, I always feel like there should have been a better solution. I really quite enjoy getting food, um, outside the home in real life. You know, I'm not, I don't prefer eating at home and I don't cook. So, you know, I would really, (laughs) the best for me is going to a restaurant where like the best clothing experience for me, the best clothing shopping experience probably is buying online and certainly the best household goods buying experience. So getting food online is more of a compromise. In terms of uh, medium perishable food delivery services, I've had really great experiences with Zingerman's mail order. Oh, Diana, can I tell the story of Zingerman's? Yeah. Wow, I I, I got introduced to Zingerman's through you when I was very sick during grad school, the most sick I've ever been. And... I couldn't do anything, I couldn't eat anything, and you sent me Zingerman's bread, three loaves of it, and one of them was um, their chocolate sourdough. Oh man, it's incredible. And I just ate those loaves (laughs) right up. I mean, it was the best thing, so soothing, and such a decadent, wonderful delivery and I mean you were really far away you know Mm -hmm. and and so it was kind of like the perfect thing to do for a sick friend uh I'm so happy that's a happy memory for you um I grew up with Zingerman's in Ann Arbor so for me it has the feeling of home and the feeling of something that is you know guaranteed good and nationally known um but still personal somehow and also it's really good when there's an event or a sudden occurrence your sickness wasn't exactly sudden but often for like deaths in the family or something Mm -hmm. um being able to send something that could only be sent with two-day delivery because it's fresh and like you have to pay for um you have to pay for the fastest delivery anyway 
um, sort of feels like the right bundle when mm. times are hard somewhere far away. I could also imagine it being great for like a new baby mm-hmm. present where those loaves of bread are <clears throat> so good. You It requires no cooking. Just slice some bread and eat it and you will feel so happy and whole. And you can freeze them really easily so you can save them for later if you want. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I've stuck with that as a thing to send because it doesn't have the scent of obligation on it. I hope because if you don't feel like it, then you can always just stick it in the freezer and it's good basically forever. So Mm -hmm. even though it is fresh, um, it's also not uh, expiring. Yeah. Okay. So yes to Zingerman's. Yes to Zingerman's. Big yes. My, I guess I should say a little about what we do when it comes to food. We don't buy food online, I don't think, at least not much. Uh, well, okay, we have a CSA, mm-hmm. Community Supported Agriculture, uh, through a local farm. And we did set up our subscription to that on a website, on the internet. But otherwise, this operation is very much analog. Yeah. And uh, I have to say, it's it's Green Hearts, in case you live in San Francisco. It is incredible. The best produce I've ever had in my entire life. And it always comes with a little paper note mm-hmm. from the farmer, which is always so colorful very I really gotta meet this guy um and yeah it's just totally changed my experience of produce Mm -hmm. I mean I've never been that excited about vegetables but I am excited about these vegetables so if you if you cook at home and if you're willing to um uh deal with the labor of fresh produce, I would definitely recommend it. But I I guess I would say, in terms of like, what shouldn't we buy online, I guess we don't really buy much food online. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I use a lot of services, but I don't really count those as buying things online. I think Mm -hmm. for me, the online buying experience is linked to seeing a picture of something and some reviews. <laughs> yeah. Purchase. Do, do you have um, thoughts about like caviar versus Grubhub? Yeah, I always prefer caviar. Me too. Why? Because they maintain their own delivery fleet and they my understanding is that they don't cut into the restaurant's profits as much. So, um, first of all, the fact that they have their own delivery fleet means that they can deliver from a lot of places that wouldn't otherwise. Um, and they have a very consistent experience. Um, and also I prefer the interface and I just think they do a lot of things smartly. For instance, they don't have reviews. And so, you know, inevitably, food places on Seamless and Grubhub get 3.5 stars. 
off of 500 reviews and I hate scrolling through I just want to know what the best one you know I want to know yeah. that it has no problems you know but <laughs> once you have that much variability like it could be perfectly good food but people were just really testy about it and so yeah also delivery is just hard I mean like just most things are gonna arrive soggy or disappointing yeah. in some way it's not gonna look like it will in the restaurant exactly so um, so I like that caviar doesn't have reviews because, you know, I only have had one bad experience and their customer service team was really good about it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I also really like caviar fast bite, which is, uh, mm-hmm. six meals that they, um, stick in a bicycle courier's backpack. Um, and they have just a stash of them and they bicycle around the neighborhood for the evening dinner hour. And you can choose one of those meals and it's very, very cheap delivery because they've, um, maximized for, uh, throughput basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I also prefer caviar, but I, I think my reasoning is more superficial. I, I just think the app is prettier. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's much prettier. There's also that. I think they don't even show the whole menu. They just show the highlights from the menu. Yeah, I mean, they. I love the pictures. Mm-hmm. Although it does kind of mess with my expectations. Yeah. You've got to lower your expectations for delivery. Yeah, yeah, right. you got to know what problem you're solving with delivery. And if the yes. problem is... I don't feel a romance with food in this moment. It is not going to be solved by caviar fast bite. I can tell yeah. you that. If the problem is I don't want to move a muscle, <laughs> you can solve it. Yeah. Um, what other things do you buy online? Or do you think you should buy online? Yeah, I mean, I've thought about... When is the last time I bought something in real life? I have not figured out a way to buy jeans online. Oh, yeah. That seems impossible. Yeah. Unless you already know your size, know your style, everything. It's your brand. Even then, it seems so dangerous. I remember dangerous. in the mall growing up, you know, the medium expensive jeans store, which at the time seemed like, you know, the height of extravagance insisted that every pair of jeans had a different fit and if you found one that was perfect even if there was another one that was the same size you had to get it so in retrospect this was probably just their hard sell technique but it really provoked my concern that sizes can't be trusted in the premium denim market boy 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 (laughs) they cannot be trusted it's so true and you know what diana i there are a lot of things we've optimized in our lives. I can't say I've found the perfect pair of jeans yet. I don't have in my possession a pair of jeans that I feel really great about. I feel you. I have a jeans brand I really like. And we went to their shop in San Francisco once. Uh, yeah. It's called Page Jeans. I, um, but even those jeans, they are very comfortable because they contain piles of rayon. But because they contain piles of rayon, they are not very long-lasting. So, uh-huh. um, so yeah, I mean, they disintegrate before my eyes and then, you know, on to the next. Oh, man. Well, um, okay, we have one question to end the episode with, and that is, should we buy anything? <laughs> should we buy anything at all, even? Should we even bother buying things? Well, yeah, I mean, should we buy... 
once you have an apartment and furniture, I think it's possible to get away without buying things for the most part, as long as you buy services and food. <laughs> <laughs> and rent everything else. And rent everything else. So there's some potential there, but for now, I think we should buy things. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, we do buy things. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. In, going along with the true confessions mm-hmm. thing, do we buy things? Yes. Yes. Of course. Um, but... I have to say, I've definitely, at various points, become enamored with this idea of, like, just not being a consumer anymore. Just being, like, I'm not going to buy stuff, you know, because I'm afraid of the the Marie Kondo thing. I don't want to accumulate possessions that weigh me down. Um, Of course, I want to save for my future. Um, uh, Yeah. So there have been times when I've been like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe I'm just going to be a nomad and, <laughs> and not have any possessions, really, besides the bare minimum. Uh, but I think I'm not really in that right now. No. Uh, and, you know, I would like to take a break from buying anything that's non-essential for a month or two to see how it feels and whether I sort of settle into a state of peace with my belongings. I'm very lucky. I really like my belongings and I like my ability to get new belongings. But the thing that is hard for me to give up is that I really love the problem solving of identifying just the right thing mm-hmm. for a need. So I would I would have to have another outlet for that. I think my my point of reference for this like not buying anything thing is this video I saw once of this man who had sold all of his possessions and moved into like a tiny apartment mm-hmm. and um, he, he he had a Roomba I feel like maybe you sent me this <laughs> video and he had it was so tiny that like if he but he could have people over for a dinner party and there was this table that would fold out and the chairs would come out of the walls do you (laughs) no okay I'm gonna have to look it up but anyways I remember watching that video and it was kind of really uh praising the idea of like owning almost nothing and I think that Ultimately, that made me sad. I mean, there's much joy to be found in the objects we surround ourselves with. We can be comforted or comfort others with them. I'm kind of into having things. Yeah, I'm pro things. And I also think that uh, needing things and wanting things is human, right? Uh, I read this great book once about needs that said... Uh, you know, needs are what connect us to life. You know, if you don't need anything, you're dead. So, mm-hmm. you know, do I need a new pair of jeans? No, but the fact that I want it is part of what connects me to hope in the future and my priorities and possibility. Okay, so let's be honest. <laughs> we should buy things. We should buy things when we want them. Exactly. And, and we can afford them. <laughs> <laughs>